Welcome to the Bear Ash Podcast. I'm Chase. And I'm Manny. And we're here to smoke a cigar and talk about reviews. Hell yeah! And some other stuff, probably. Yeah. All right. What are you, uh, what are you smoking start. there, Manny? Okay, so uh, for the first time ever, for all two of our other listeners, um, <laughs> we made good on the cigar that we decided to smoke. From the previous episode, so this <laughs> Wait, is, the, is this the first time ever? I think so. I think all actually... the other ones, when we decided on what we were going to smoke next time, we always pick something different. Yeah, we're just trying to keep everyone on their toes. Yep, yep. Uh, so this is the Tatuaje Skinny Monster Series. Yeah, it is. Um, again, um, not that you're a better friend to me than I am to you, but you did gift me this cigar, for which I'm very appreciative, Chase. Oh, Thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Yeah, Anytime. I really appreciate your generosity. Yeah, well, I happen to get a box of these, um, of all, I believe it's 10. Um, right before Christmas, they had a pretty good deal on some gift boxes at my local smoke shop here, Old Virginia Tobacco Company. So I bought a box. And sent, uh, I'm not that good of a friend, because I only sent a few of the ones that I've already smoked up to you. True. But I have smoked quite a few of these, and I think they're delicious. I just lit mine. Oh. I, I've never had any of these before. I've had Tatuaje cigars, uh, and I'm a big fan. Um, but this is the first time I've had any of the Skinny Monster series. And so you gave me a few of them. The one I'm smoking is a green band and we'll get into in a little bit uh i think you have better information than i about like just the series and what it's supposed to be for but there's a bunch of different kinds and so there's different blends in this pack of 10 kind mm. of um so mine is the skinny monster frank as in frankenstein because they're all themed after make-believe monsters i guess right or real monsters uh, like, which one do you think would be real if any one of the ones were real? The wolf. I guess that is real. <laughs> uh, which is the one I'm smoking. I chose the wolf out of the, I don't know, I think I have seven of them here, six of them here. Um, but the wolf is one that I haven't smoked. So I just lit mine up as well, and it is delicious. So far, this is awesome. It has a really unique smell to it, like the aroma. Have you noticed? Or is yours different? Well, mine is a completely different blend, yeah. So it smells... It smells really interesting. Um, I don't know how to describe the aroma of this cigar. Hmm. It's unlike any cigar I've smelled in a really good way. It's almost like... Um, it's not like an acid cigar where it's like an infused cigar, but it does kind of have a little bit of a floral aroma to it. Ooh. It's really good. It's interesting that you say that because I feel like mine also has a little bit of a floral aroma to it. Oh, wow. So floral. I'm trying to smell it, but uh, there's a lot of air movement going on in the room that I'm smoking in right now, so I might be poop out of luck. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it also tastes... Let me see what I'm getting here on my old palate. Okay, so you get that kind of floral, kind of acidic aroma when you retro. 
retrohale. I taste paper. Mmm. Construction paper. Ooh, wait, which color? Blue. Mmm. I taste mango. I'll give it that, you know? Really? A little fruity? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a dry, smoky flavor, but it does kind of taste a little fruity. Yeah. Uh, mine, if I had to, if I had to describe the flavors, um, mine's a you little do. bit. You do. Okay, well then I'll describe them. Mine's a little bit nutty. A little uh, has a similar flavor to nuts, like uh, I want to say like like walnuts or pecans. So your wolf is nutty. Yeah, and a little spice in it as well. Like, I feel like a tingle on my tongue from the spice of the cigar, which I like. Actually, a lot of Tatuaje cigars typically have a, li a little spice to them. I don't know if I've had a Tatuaje cigar that didn't have a little spice. I don't know if you're also tasting some spice on that bad boy. I've got enough spice of my own. Yeah? That Puerto Rican spice. Wow. Well, keep that to yourself. We won't. Yeah. So these cigars are... Petite Lanceros, they're six inches by 38 ring gauge. Um, specifically on the sampler box, there were 10,000 of them released. And they have 10 different blends. One is the Frank, the Drake, the Face, the Wolf, the Mummy, the Jason, the Jekyll, the Hyde, the Chuck, and the Tiff. What's the Tiff? Um... I don't know. Like don't what have... monster is that supposed to be? Um, I don't know. Maybe like an ex-wife? A tiff? Maybe one of their ex-wives is what I meant. Like you got in a tiff and you buried her in the backyard? <laughs> well, I believe he lives in Miami, so that might be a tough... It's more just bring her to the Everglades, you know? Yeah, a couple cinder blocks. <laughs> yeah, the alligators will do the job. They always do. So I'm told. So I'm told. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I would never. Yeah, but uh, I've had these. Uh, they typically, they have. They've come in can like I want to say they're boxes and they're stored upright when you buy a box of these. And uh, they normally have like four or five flavors available at the smoke shop I frequent. And uh, and so it's kind of fun to find the sampler box to be able to try each one. It's a dark. Mine's a darker colored cigar. Mm. Um, I have a little bit of a tear, a little bit of flaking of the wrapper, but I don't think that's because it's burning. I think there's like a thick vein on it that just kind of split apart for a second. Uh -oh. But I don't, I don't think it'll be a big issue. Uh-oh. I'm keeping an eye on it, okay? Uh-oh. I'm watching it. I'll let you know. Well, please do. Maybe I should smother it in cigar glue. <laughs> Slop it so all up. Lather it all up and then talk a bunch of crap about it. I've got some epoxy here in the shop. <laughs> that should work. <laughs> I used to have vegetable glue that I would keep on hand for this issue, but you need so little of it. And, like, if the whole thing was coming unraveled, just forget it. You're not going to glue it back together. Yeah. Or at least I wasn't. Yeah, I do have cigar glue from, I know I've talked a little bit about my experience in rolling a couple cigars. So I do have some cigar glue, but honestly, I don't think I've ever, even with some cigars that have kind of fallen apart, I've never really felt the need to dig into cigar glue in the moment because you got to let that dry. So 
this one. So mine is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper with a Nicaraguan binder and a Nicaraguan filler. Again, same as yours, six inches with a 38 ring gauge, which is pretty small, but I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, you know, size it, isn't all that matters. No, as it you well know. Yeah. As I well know. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Let's see. I have a decent review of it. For the most part, people seem to uh, uh, label this one, the Frank, themed after Frankenstein as a medium to full body cigar. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I would put it at that. I feel like their Jason, uh, which is one of the uh, one of the blends in this line, um, is probably more of a full-bodied cigar, as well as the Chuck is a little bit more of a full-bodied cigar. But uh, yeah, mine is a Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler. One thing I didn't know, actually, until looking into this uh, cigar and preparing for this episode is that my father's cigars um, is the factory that makes Tatuajes. Ah, I noticed that, too. And in my opinion, one of the worst-named cigar companies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I want them to be mine. Yeah, and I don't want them to be a generation old. You make them. Yeah, well, is Tatuajes Cigars, Inc. is technically the company, um, but it was created by Pete Johnson. Um, in collaboration with Jose Garcia. And it's manufactured at El, de, El Rey de los Habanos factory in Miami, Florida. His name is Peter Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it, but <laughs> I figured how you, you would. Not, how can you not acknowledge that? Pete. It specifically says Pete Johnson, okay? Well, there's a reason why he goes by Pete. Mm-hmm. Call me Pete John. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so Manny, I do have a question for you. A little uh, trivia quiz here for you. Oh, I love those. Um, What is the the meaning of tatuaje? Um, uh, Okay, can I ask a clarifying question? Okay. What language is that? Um, In Spanish. Does it mean... uh, I I have no idea. Do you want me to guess? Take a guess. Use the best Spanish you've got. All right. I want to hear Me, you roll your R's. Well, the first term that came to mind, I cannot say if you want to keep this not explicit. Yeah, you would be incorrect then, too. Um, so you thought the same thing. You're disgusting. I didn't. And whatever it is you're thinking, I don't know what it is. Um, oh, my friend Jay is calling me right now. Well, he can wait. This is more important. <laughs> All right. Tatuaje probably means um, tattoo juice. Tattoo. So, yeah, you're oh, close. Oh, it means tattoo? Yeah, it means tattoo. Oh. Yeah, the name <laughs> reflects Pete Johnson's tattoos. For some reason in Spanish, I thought tattoo was, like, tattoo. Well, the brand was developed by Pete. They, they, see, they start leaving out the last name. They just know what we're thinking. <laughs> and Don Pepin, who worked in a very close collaboration to achieve the blend that Pete was seeking. Tatuaje was the first brand that Don Pepin made on his own. The first Tatuates were released in 2003. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a small... I, I mean, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of all the history of Tatuaje. That's a riveting account. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So, so hey, Manny, I did want to... Uh, before we get too into you know, some other stuff and reviews of these cigars, 
Um, I did pull up some cigar news that I thought might be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to save the best for last. Okay. Um, start with the worst, please. All right, I'll start with the worst. Let's bank on that the other ones are worth talking about. So as of February 3rd, um, I'm sure Yesterday. you know of this. Um, and I know that I've, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. But there was legislation that was trying to be passed on cigars, specifically premium cigars. They would have to put additional warning labels on boxes and packages for premium cigars. Is what the FDA wanted to do. Um, but that was just turned down as of yesterday by a lawyer in D.C. Um, nice. He said they would have to, they would have to specify um, exactly what they mean by premium cigars. Um, the judge defended his decision by pointing to evidence that premium cigars have different usage patterns than other cigar and tobacco products. They are almost never used by youth, <laughs> uh, except for us, <laughs> and they are instead used by older, higher income, and better educated customers, according to this judge. <laughs> I mean, I would say when I was 14, I was, uh, as a family, as an estate, higher income. Yeah, I don't think that had anything to do with our purchasing of Backwoods cigars <laughs> in Garcia what Vegas. The, what was the best cigar you had prior to age 18? <laughs> um, well, prior to age 18? Yeah. Uh, I had had quite a few Toro Fuentes, some Astions. Um, I would say probably the... Um, what was what's the Ashton? It's like the five fifty two or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, but there's an Ashton that my dad often had in his humidor, and that was probably one of my favorite. It was also one of the few I didn't buy myself. So yeah, that would have been one of my favorites prior to age eighteen. What about yourself? Um, uh, before age eighteen, my favorite cigar was the Bahia Gold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that was probably the best cigar I had back then. Yeah. Um, although at the time, I had also put that up there with, uh, I think we had at that time had a couple Padrones. Yeah. Yeah. We got and into I Padrones probably put then. those in the top. I don't know that we were getting into like the more expensive Padrones. It was just like their baseline at that time, probably. You don't think we got a hold of uh, Anniversarios at that time? Uh, I, I feel like that my budget wouldn't have supported it at that time. I was lifeguarding and working at Fisherman's World, making that cash. I, I'm green. sure I would have blown it on something like that. Yeah, I was blowing mine on late fees for uh, Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hey, are you ready for this next article? I saved the best for last, okay? Oh, I'm all revved up. Get going. Are you familiar with Indian Head Cigar Company? No. Um, I'm not that familiar with them, except for the fact that I know Drew Estate has done some stuff with them. And I don't know if... They are technically owned by Drew Estate now. I don't really have a lot of details on them as I was just taken back by this article. So February 4th, which is today, um, I guess technically this didn't happen today, but this is when the article was written. Um, the headline is, Stogie Thieves Steal 100,000 Cigars from Indian Head Cigar Company. What? <laughs> what? Indian Head Cigar Company estimates that 100,000 cigars were stolen with a wholesale value of around $350,000. Did they say, like, how? Or, like, did they catch the guys? So, here, the article's fairly short. I'll read it to you. 
If you happen to come across, um, ex uh, no, sorry, I'm going to skip this part. All right, here we go. If you happen to find a large quantity of La Galera cigars for sale at a discount, you should probably alert the authorities. Jose Blanco, owner of Indian Head Cigar Company, announced today that the Indian Head Distribution Warehouse in Miami was burglarized on Saturday. So that would have been this past Saturday. He estimates that 100,000 cigars were stolen with a wholesale value of around 350,000. Um, it is with great sadness that we must report a large amount of theft from our distribution center, Blanco said. Our hope is that if they are spotted by our large group of retailers, uh, they will report any offers received to purchase those products. Because isn't each box, if they stole boxes, aren't they, don't they have serial numbers? Um, I would assume so. I think most of them do. I would assume they'd have some serial numbers. They'd be able to track that. But that's only if someone's actually reporting it. I mean, if someone's just, just like, hey, I've got these cigars, cigars at you know, 80% off. So someone showed up with like an 18-wheeler. Yeah, 100,000 cigars. <laughs> and just, whoop, oh, didn't see anything here. Loaded it up and took off. This sounds like maybe an inside job to collect on insurance, if you know what I mean. Maybe it is. You know, maybe when lightning strikes well. your business. So that's 5,000 boxes if you assume that there's 20 cigars per box. Wow. Quick math there. Yeah, that sounds like lightning uh, struck your business. You set fire to it, and you uh, collect on insurance. Yeah. I wonder if you can collect on insurance if all your cigars burned up. It's inventory. I mean, it's, it's retail inventory. Sorry, they, they, they all got caught on fire. Yeah, lightning struck the building, and it, just <laughs> everything went up in flames with gas. I mean flames. Um, apparently, there are some issues with... Uh, with insurance companies insuring large cigar collections due to fire damage. How do you know this? <laughs> I, I read an article about it at one point. Um, I mean, I don't remember all the details on it, but it's very specific. Because, I mean, technically it could be like, oh yeah, it's fire damage. <laughs> Burned them all up, one at a time. I mean, yeah, but if they can... Well, okay, so in the event of theft, though... Oh yeah, then you're covered. Um, I was going to say, did they argue that like fire's inherent risk with combustibles? Yeah, I don't know what the argument is. I just thought it was funny. Damn. Think of how good that smoke would have smelled if the cigar factory caught on fire. Oh, goodness. It would have been yeah. delicious. I mean, honestly, and obviously I'm, always, I'm looking, always looking in my humidor, which, by the way, I did lose a cigar to a little bit of mold. Oh, what, you didn't tell me about this. This just happened this afternoon. We're supposed to talk about this. We... Hey, I was oh. saving it for the air, man. Save it for the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did lose a cigar. I mean, I might have been able to save it, but it wasn't worth the risk. Um, Which one? What? Which cigar? Um, I lost a LFD Double Ligero that I've had in there for a while. <sighs> yeah, I opened up my humidor, and it was just randomly. Thankfully, it was sitting there on its own. Not touching any other cigars. There, were one, there was one other cigar that was wrapped in cellophane. But, uh, but yeah, it had a little mold on the, on the foot. Definitely wasn't plume, don't worry. <laughs> so I immediately took it out, trashed it, took that drawer out, cleaned the whole thing, let it dry out, and then, uh, and then yeah, I'll probably put it back in later tonight. Hey, do you think they have the show locked up abroad in other countries where they get locked up in the U.S.? 
Um, is this a segue? Like in Belarus, on Belarus television, do they have a locked up abroad where like someone gets arrested in like a really nice prison? <laughs> in like Greenwich, Connecticut. <laughs> Greenwich jail. <laughs> Would you like us to heat up your tea, sir? <laughs> you know, I've thought about building a humidor in my house. I've been thinking about this during boring meetings at work. Oh, yeah? Like a walk-in so humidor or just like something thing. in the wall? What? Like a walk-in humidor or like a furniture piece or... Well, I've thought about both. So so today was rough. I had a lot of uh, time to kill in between other people's dumb thoughts where I had to think of something to keep myself from screaming. Yeah. And that included thoughts of building a humidor. Now, I have like some open shelving that I'm sure my wife would object to it, but I could... <laughs> I could seal it in and then, you know, like line it. I thought about lining it, like gluing all the seams inside the little cabinet space, uh, lining it with plastic, and then, um, you know, lining it with Spanish cedar and then putting in airtight doors. Yeah. And it would probably hold a lot of cigars. Yeah, it would. Uh, um, the other thing I thought of was, and I wish they, I don't actually know if they make a product like this. But, like, in my basement, I could build a walk-in humidor where it doesn't necessarily need to be, like, Spanish cedar lined. It could just be, like, a walk-in climate-controlled room. But I would need a, a like, a heating system because my basement is never above 60, 65 degrees. Yeah. And sometimes gets as cold as 40 degrees. Your basement gets pretty wet, though, too. Um, It does... But, I mean, I don't know if that would be a problem. I don't think the humidity ever goes past 60, 65. I keep a dehumidifier down there. Yeah. But I would, it would need to be a small sealed room that I could frame up and build and then seal off and glue all the edges so nothing's getting in there. I thought about that, too. It probably yeah. cost me, like, you know, three, $400 to, to get all the material just to build it, seal it, and make a door. But uh, then I bet I you it'll need... cost you more than that. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not paying you to do it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying just the materials. Well, I like treated lumber, some foam insulation. You'd plywood. have to build shelves. No, 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 no. I wasn't even going that far. But yes, if I wanted to like deck it out and make just it like stick a place. Your humidor in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put the boxes on the floor. <laughs> there you go. It sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah, I feel like something uh, like anyway. that, though, deserves to be not in a, unless it's a finished basement. I think that deserves to be on display. You know, this would be like a, a vault that no one would know about. It would be this creepy room in the basement, and if someone was ballsy enough to open the door, they'd be pleasantly surprised with a stash of premium cigars. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, I've been thinking a lot about that. Sounds like another room you have in your basement. I don't know what you're talking about. Me neither. <laughs> so, hey, you got a review on your, uh, your Frank there, Manny? <clears throat> oh, this Tatuaje Frank? Well, I've, I've ashed, let's see, twice now. Yeah. About to ash again. Um, it's really good so far. I have a... Oh, so in honor of the comedian Burt Kreischer, because I went to see him Friday. Yeah. I'm having a vodka and soda. Nice. Um, this is a good cigar. It's not too strong. I think that... If you're newer to cigars, this could be okay. You could get into this. It's not such a huge, like, it's not plumes of smoke. 
It's not really strong. I think this is about a medium medium body cigar so far. It's tasty. It doesn't really taste as much like coffee as some of the other ones we have. Yeah. I'm trying to place what I taste in. I don't taste the fruitiness anymore. Fruitiness has left. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'd put mine at a, probably a medium. Mild to medium. Uh, definitely a little spiciness. Oh. <laughs> what are you drinking over there, you uh, <laughs> friend of mine? Uh, I decided to pair this with uh, some Buffalo Trace. It's been uh, two episodes. Uh, two episodes ago was the last time I had a drink of the devil's juice um, due to my gout. Ew. And uh, <laughs> I thought that I would, uh, I would pull out the Buffalo Trace. The devil's juice? <laughs> You've never heard that? <laughs> Have you never no. heard that term? I've never heard the devil's juice. <laughs> hey, kind of on topic. I've heard devil water. I've heard... Firewater, Devil Springs. Well, now now you know Devil's Juice. I might have just made yes. that up. <laughs> but now it'll forever be a thing for us. Hey, I I hope for his own sake he's not listening, but we got to give a shout out to a particularly lonely man. Oh, yes. Who said he needed new cigar buddies. <laughs> um, his hat or his, uh, what do you call it? Instagram name is successful underscore train man 2020 hey so whoever so you are far, he's the first uh, he's the first comment we've had on either a podcast or instagram it's really exciting things are really taking off yeah, i mean <laughs> we've got now what four listens and one comment things are insane yeah it's incredible we yeah really, i, I mean really i just have god to thank and my family to thank and just all the fans to thank yeah Mostly myself. <laughs> Mainly yourself. For all my success. Yeah. I, I thank you as well, Manny. Don't worry. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to read the review that I have on the cigar? <laughs> yeah. I mean, since we're on that topic. <laughs> all right. So this was... When was this review written? Doesn't say. Awesome. Oh, uh, 2016. So this is the Tatuaje Skinny Frank. Uh, the Tatuaje. Oh, he gives all his thoughts about the uh, appearance of it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I begin to get a very slight metallic flavor from the Tatuaje Skinny Frank, though it fades away quickly and returns to much of the same flavor profile from the first third, which I have a hard time fully describing, as while I'm getting pepper, touches of earth, and more importantly, body. An increasing strength mm. from the cigar. I'm also having an increasingly hard time figuring out exactly what it is I'm tasting. Ooh, see? Though the lingering finish gives me ample time to ponder it. There's suggestions at a charred steak edge at certain points. Dry and charred wood at others. And yet, at other points, hints at rock and minerals. Mm. And the third sample provides the rich third sample provides the richest <laughs> profile of them all chain smoking a, the franks <laughs> a much needed final audition as the first two sticks certainly lacked it the dryness of the profile while not particularly mouth drying seems to make it that much harder to really dig into the profile leaving me fishing for descriptors you can say that again yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm also amazed at how quickly the skinny Frank burns through this section, seemingly at a 50% faster rate than the first third. Hmm. Ooh. The cigar continues to get fuller in body at the start of the final third, primarily through becoming... I'm not responsible for grammar. <laughs> primarily through becoming more robust with rougher notes of earth and pepper. Mm. The the burn rate stays quick and Wait, keeps moving. Wait, what would be rougher up. notes than rocks? <laughs> the burn rate stays quick and keeps moving up the cigar fairly rapidly. And with the band gone, the draw suddenly loosens up a bit and the flavor <laughs> cleans itself up nicely. The band is really pinching it tight. <laughs> Shedding some of the rougher spots while maintaining its core earth, rock, and pepper. Heat begins to play an increasing role in shaping the cigar's profile as it picks up a much sharper edge. Um, something remedied only slightly by drastically slowing my rate of puffing. The cigar keeps burning to a tiny nub, finally requiring a draw poker or a flick into the ashtray with just under an inch left. Smoked it down. Yeah, you know, decent review, whatever. Whatever. Here, here, I'll read the one on the wolf here that I've got. Um, if you are looking into, I don't know where you got your review, Manny, but if you are looking into getting into any of these cigars, CigarNoise.com has a list that you can just click right on any of the cigars that are in this packet, and he's got a review of all of them. So it's kind of convenient. Um, it's not a horrible review. Um, let me start. Much like the other skinny monsters I've smoked so far, it starts with a strong blast of pepper and spice. Oh. It's mostly red pepper with some Ooh. black pepper in there, too. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Soon the flavor, the flavor profile becomes nutty and creamy with a vanilla sweetness and red pepper on the finish. I don't know. When I, when I describe pepper as smoking a cigar, I don't know that I can pick out what type of pepper it is. Mainly because uh, there isn't pepper in it, probably. But <laughs> The best one we came across was when someone was differentiating between different types of coffee. Yeah. Based on how you <laughs> brew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of flavors that flit. Oh, sorry. I covered the word with some of my saliva. <laughs> <laughs> are you drooling? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm salivating with this delicious cigar. There are a lot of flavors that flit. I don't know, flit in and out during the smoke. I'm Sounds getting like floral notes, cedar, and several different kinds of nuts. Oh, there we go. Almond, walnut, hazelnut. Cinnamon appears as well. Oh, that nut is good. <laughs> These all come in and out throughout the length of the cigar. It is pretty complex. It has more delicate and subtle flavors than the previous Skinny Monsters I've smoked. Uh, it changes... One more time near the end of the first third. The creaminess, sweetness, cinnamon, and some nutmeg combined with a nutty notes. With a nutty notes. Once again, can't be responsible for grammar. Um, to remind me of a nutty pie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gave me one of those once. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information there, Manny. The draw oh, is just right. The burn, <laughs> the burn wanders and needs some touch-ups every now and then. 
There wasn't much to complain about, so I kicked back by the water to enjoy. Um, he does go water. into... Yeah, he's got, he's got a picture of himself sitting at a beach. Oh. Um, yeah, honestly, it looks like that could be the sound. I don't know where this guy's from. The Long Island Sound. I'm sorry for those who are not from the area. Oh, don't go in it. No? <laughs> Long Island Sound? Oh, hold on. This, I was, I was going to stop, but this gets good. Oh, boy. Uh, this is the second third. Nuts and toast lead to the second third. A couple puffs have some skunkiness to them, but that doesn't last long. The vanilla sweetness drops off in this third. Instead, I get something like refried beans. Because <laughs> <laughs> the name is Tatuaje. There's a small touch of citrus in the second third, but not much. I expected a bit more citrus based on the pun- pungy wolf. Okay. Uh, I don't know why he'd expect more citrus based on that. Instead, it's refried beans. <laughs> he goes on to say that pepper and nuts still control the finish. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. The final third. Nuttiness continues to drive this segment with a bit of char and some floral notes. Toast comes back. And combines well with the nuttiness. There are some cedar notes and occasionally a bit of gingerbread. Wow. The final third <laughs> has the fewest flavor changes. Um, he gives us pros and cons, but I'm not interested. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, just thinking. Um, uh, so, do any of those, do any of those? flavors that he picked out the refried beans and peppers <laughs> and gingerbread men uh, uh, resonate with your nasty dirty mouth um with a cigar no <laughs> i mean nuttiness yes <laughs> nuttiness maybe a little vanilla and a little spice i wouldn't specify red pepper or any other pepper i would just specify it as spiciness but i'd not taste gingerbread or nutty pie <laughs> Or refried <laughs> beans, God. or quesadilla, <laughs> or whatever, whatever else he's tasting. I don't know. I think he was influenced by the cigar name. Yeah, I think so. I think I taste tostone. Some of that pollo. Pernil. <laughs> <laughs> and mofango. And that polo is what I taste. <laughs> polo, chicken. Mm-hmm. El pollo. El porro. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's how I imagine him saying that. You're gonna have an aneurysm. Uh, but yeah, I might. <clears throat> Anyways, that's my review. Pretty uh, pretty great. If wow, you like that food, was great. yeah. That was terrific. Yeah. Hey. I have someone who posted some information about this line of cigars. If you want me to read this nonsense. Yeah, go for it. Why not? We're just talking about other nonsense. So specifically about the Frank. He says, the Tatuaje Skinny Frank is the fourth Vitola based on the Tatuaje Frank blend that in 2008 became the first installment of the Tatuaje Monster series. The Skinny Frank was originally released as one of ten cigars included in the Tatuaje Skinny Monsters collection. Skinny Monsters is a oh, sampler pack of six by 38 petite lanceros based on the first ten Tatuaje Monster series blends. Since 2008, the Tatuaje Monster series has been an annual release right before Halloween. For each installment of the series, a different blend with a different large size plays homage to a monster or a horror movie character. There have been several offshoots consisting of different size variations by which the Skinny Monsters collection is one of them. 
the original being the first installment, Frank, still holds a special place in the series. For all practical purposes, Frank is the blend that started it all. It, ha- it has led to 52 facings across 11 different blends. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Today we take a closer look. Oh, he gives a review, which I did not read. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I to a very select another, few. Yeah, I did read in another article that didn't realize that there were some monster blends. I think there were three of them <clears throat> prior to them coming up with the skinny monsters. I don't know what all three of those were. Obviously, the Frank seems to have been one of them. Are you close oh, hey. to the... Excuse me, what did you say? I taste that refried beans now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> I am getting hungry. Am I, I, I was about three quarters of an inch from the ban, as I'm assuming that's what you're about to ask. I'm, I've got about an inch and a half, maybe inch and a quarter to the band. Mm. I do tend to smoke these more slender cigars faster than my normal cigars, too. Um, so we've got a little bit of time left, probably, before you finish yours. Yeah, man. Um, cigar... 101. Yes. We've talked a little bit about maintaining your humidor. We have. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts about specifically what percentage you prefer to store your cigars at and why. Um, I prefer my cigars from 68 to 70. Percent relative humidity. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. For You're welcome. Someone's got to clarify my rambling. Got you um, covered. Yeah, and uh, why? I mean, I don't really know why, except for when I first started maintaining a humidor, that's what was recommended. Um, I also do feel like, like if, I, if my humidor drops down, I have two humidors, and one of them I do not pay as much attention or give as much love to. Um, and often the cigars in there, it probably hovers more around like 65, 66. And I do find those cigars a little more crisp. Um, like, I'll actually, if there's cigars that I have in there that I plan on smoking in the near future, I'll take them out and put them in my other humidor, um, just because it holds the humidity better, <clears throat> just to kind of bring them up to a little higher relative humidity. Um, and I do feel like that they smoke a little better. Uh, when your cigars are dry, they kind of smoke, just as you would assume, like they're dry. Um, I feel like the flavor isn't quite the same. It's a little bit more of a smoky taste to a dry you know, if you've ever just smoked a cigar that's just been sitting around for like a month without being humidified, or I know quite a few people that'll go buy cigars and never store them properly, and then they'll offer one up to me, and I'm just like, this tastes like crap. <laughs> so, and I found if you have a cigar sitting out, and you can weigh in on this as well, to where, or not kept properly and is allowed to be stored at percentages less than 65%, yeah, it kind of starts to taste bland. Yeah. Um, a lot of cigars kind of start to taste the same, and it's not really that good. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. Um, I mean, just from smoking crappy cigars back in the day that weren't stored properly, I kind of developed a flavor for a dry cigar, or a a taste for a dry cigar. Yeah, your palate. Yeah. Um, (laughs) when a cigar (laughs) is stored at a (coughs) drier humidity, like less than 65%, I find that if they are allowed to dry out, they lose their a lot of their flavor. They become bland. A lot of them start to taste the same. Yeah. If you've had a cigar that's sat out for too long, 
um, or just been sorting a Ziploc bag for a couple of weeks, you know what that's like. Yep. Um, you tend to get wrapper issues like splitting or cracking or bulging. Mm. And I prefer mine at like 67 or 68%. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. Probably around anywhere from 68 to 70 tops. Oh, Chase. Yeah, I, I hesitated saying 69 because I know Thank that you. that'll just, you know, that'll stir up all kinds of emotions in you. Put me in a tizzy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I suspect anyone can relate to if you've let a cigar sit out for too long or if you've kept it like in a Ziploc bag for a couple weeks, it does what, Chase? It dries out. That's right. Yes. Um, and <laughs> if, if you get a cigar that's dried out a little bit, you can get issues with the wrapper like cracking or warping or unraveling. Which uh, and, and a key indicator... Okay, so bear with me now. Yeah. A key indicator that your cigar is too dry is when you go to cut it and the cap crumbles in the cutter. Yep, that's kind of the sound. Yep. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, I don't like the flavor. They're, they're kind of bland when they've dried out. They kind of taste like every other cigar. I, I did kind of acquire a taste for it after having so many dried out cigars um, <laughs> early on in my career. Where you just huff into a uh, Ziploc bag and seal it up really fast? Uh, yeah, definitely used to do that, thinking yep. that you know just a little bit of breath would be enough to keep it for a week. Yep. Uh, but I don't like my cigars stored past 71%. I feel like when they're too humid, uh, or it's too humid of an environment, it starts to take, uh, starts, oh my goodness, I can't talk, starts to taste uh, a little more spicy a little more acidic and sometimes um a little bitter when it gets a yeah. little more wet yeah you can also i mean that's a good environment for mold too once you kind of get over that 71 72 percent yeah there's been times i've looked at my humidor and i've seen numbers like 89 percent oh yep <laughs> it's not a good not a good sign so after you've given it a bath <laughs> yep yep just wow. dunked it just so dunked it in uh, a liquid yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, not obviously, but you, you think of the places where cigars are rolled, where tobacco is grown, the majority of tobacco is grown, um, that relative humidity oftentimes is probably around there, right? Around the 70-ish mark? Give or take, sure. I think that's the intent, is that, yeah, naturally it's going to be in the environment that is pretty consistently between 65 and 75% humidity. Yeah, I've made a couple trips down to Belize um, in the summer, and a buddy of mine who was living there at the time um, often talked about the thing he loved best about living in that environment was that he just never had to put his cigars in a humidor. <laughs> that is actually really awesome. <laughs> yeah, he just always just had a box of cigars sitting in the center console of his truck. Oh, that is so cool. Yep. Yeah, well, hey. Manny, I know you were talking about possibly doing an experiment. Hey, you know, I don't, I'm not in any way a Scientologist or a scientist or a <laughs> yeah. doctor. Yes. Or even a Christian scientist. Yeah. But. That's right. Bill Nye's neither, none of those things either, so. And we listen to him. Yeah, well, did. He's not dead, is he? No, but I mean, no, does, do, I guess there's still people, I guess he kind of made a comeback, right? I don't know, man. I am. Not at all qualified to provide any scientific information on anything, but 
Uh, I have, remember we talked about, we wondered if cigars that are the same shape and size weigh differently. Yes, that was, uh, I believe that was after our last episode. Um, a gentleman like, described okay. the cigar he had as being very heavy. Which I did agree with. I mean, it does feel heavy, but it seemed, you, you seem to think that uh, all tobaccos are made equal as far as density goes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was my, yeah, that, that's, that's my assumption. Okay. And I mean, it was a big cigar. Well, I want to test that theory, because I disagree with you. I have in front of me a, f a food scale. Yeah. I have the two other skinny monsters, so they're the exact same size. They're just different. I apologize uh, for different? the jet flying over my house right now, by the way. <laughs> different blends. So here is the Tatuaje Skinny Monster Chuck, and I have the Drac, as in Dracula. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm, I'm more than ready. The Chuck weighs 12.2 grams. Drum roll, please. The Drac weighs 10.2 grams. Ooh, two grams off. Yeah, and so that's like a full 10% of its own weight and difference, which I think would suggest these look identical in size and shape. The type of tobacco might make a difference. Let's see. I also have... Now, now I think it's important to mention that uh, this could be a little skewed considering you are the one that thought there would be a difference and you are also the one weighing, and I don't have any evidence of this. Yeah, it could be right. Yeah. Just, I just want to point that out. Butcher's thumb on the scale. All right, well, I also have the Drew Estate Factory Smokes, exact same size and shape. I have one Sun Grown and one Connecticut Shade. Which, by the way, I Which, think we should do an episode on those. Okay, on both? Oh, e either one? They are good. And either cheap. way. Either way. Which one do you think weighs more? The Shade, the Connecticut Shade, or the Sun Grown? If there is a weight difference, I would say the sun grown. Okay, let's see. Sun grown is 14.8 grams. Connecticut shade is 13.2 grams. Bam! So a 1.6 gram difference. What's that mm. about? 10%? Uh, difference now manny though i mean if you had the, one of those cigars in your mouth could you be like oh this is definitely a heavier cigar no i couldn't do that i would sound like oh this is a cigar. <laughs> it's a valid point <laughs> valid point <laughs> i mean if i had one in my mouth that's what i would sound like yeah <laughs> so there you are proved wrong by like the scientific always. method well i mean once again it could be skewed yeah but it's not but it could be. So anyway, I, I put my cigar down. Uh, it, it actually finished really strong. So in the last inch of the cigar, I don't know if you noticed the same thing, <laughs> but uh, the flavor did change. And often, oh yeah, mine got stronger. Often at the end of the cigar. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm just getting ready. At the end of a cigar, typically, like the last like, inch and a half, I'm ready to pitch it. But uh, this one finished really well. The flavor changed. Um, you kind of mentioned that smell that you, like the aroma of the cigar at the beginning that you couldn't really put your finger on. 
but you liked it. Mm -hmm. Mine was kind of the same. It almost reminded me of like slightly like, once again, these are not at all infused or flavored, but it did slightly remind me of the smell of a like Kentucky fire cured. Uh, I can kind of see that. Not quite as smoky, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, overall, great cigar. I'm excited to smoke the rest of them. I agree. Yeah, man. So well, uh, I hope um, our listeners shrink, and I don't see uh, four plays anymore. I just want to see my play, so me and Chase can only listen to this. Um, the last episode could have been all your plays. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who might still be listening, I think Manny is probably our number one listener. <laughs> I gotta stop. I don't like the way I sound. I think I sound stupid every time I listen yeah, to it. Well, and that everyone. Makes two of us. Yeah, yeah. Everyone probably agrees, and yeah. for good reason. Yeah, I mean, not like intelligence, stupid. You just have a stupid voice. The little kitty, the little kitty. What in the heck is that? Sorry, I was just warming up. Yep. Well, is that is that you playing this out, Manny? <laughs> Are you ready to be done with this one? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Till next time. <laughs> Good night and farewell. <laughs>